I'm interrupting my own podcast to talk to you about Anchor. Anchor is brought to you by Spotify and is the easiest way to make a podcast. Anchor allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. It will also help you distribute your podcast across popular podcast hosting platforms like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many more. Best of all, you can make money from your podcast on Anchor with no minimum listenership. So for those of us just starting out, this is very helpful. And do you know how much it costs to have everything you need to make a podcast in one place? 100% free. Yep, you heard me right. You can do all of this and make money for free. So if you have been thinking about starting your own podcast, now is your chance. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Now let's get back to the episode. Hi, I'm Yvonne Lau. Hi, I'm Yan Wang. And you're listening to Lost and Refound, the insightful minds and life podcast. Thank you for joining us on episode six. This week, we are honored to have Ai Wen join us. Ai is the CEO of Discover You and I Breakthrough Life and Business Mindset Coaching and Director of Lifestyle Medicine at Perik Health. Please help me welcome Ai to today's episode. Hi, Ai. Thank you so much for coming on our podcast. Thank you for inviting me. How are you? Or how have you been actually through this crazy time we're living in? Um, I have been enjoying 2020, actually. This is uh, personally my year of uh, my own personal transformation and also being able to transform a lot of lives. So I'm I'm just loving life right now. (laughs) I actually agree with that sentiment. I think 2020 for me, personally, when I came into this year, my goal was to be a better me by the end of this year and I really have put a lot of time and effort into improving myself and improving my mindset so I also feel I mean this year has been a lot of ups and downs but because I made myself that promise to work on myself that it hasn't been a terrible year Um, and I really when I see everybody else say 2020 is canceled or should be canceled to me 2020 is a year of learning for everyone. Yeah. This is the only time I know in our lifetime where the entire world ex- is experiencing something at the same time and we are all learning something similar. So I really feel like this is a very important year and Yvonne and I had joked about 20, you know, hindsight is 2020 and to us <laughs> 2020, right? It's the year of learning and in the future we'll look back and say, "Hey, that was the year. That was a catalyst for all of these changes." Yes. Oh my gosh. That that's so powerful. And it's so powerful that you two made the connection that everybody in the world is learning mm-hmm. right now. I mean, there hasn't been anything like this before, right? And um it it really requires us all to step up in our our life, in our decisions and if you're you're able to do that, it, you're you can really start recognizing your own personal power. Yes, yes, and that is very powerful and very important for everyone, which is mm-hmm. why we have you on the podcast. Just for our audience, a little background. Um, 
I connected with I because I recently took one of your unapologetic self-love and confidence Facebook live courses. It was a three-day course and it was absolutely amazing. I just really loved your energy, I, and I really connected with your backstory. I thought you would be a perfect guest to speak about your journey, overcoming your past programming, and give us a little advice on how to lead an intentional life that's true to your authentic self. Mm, yeah, thank you so much for having this platform and giving me this opportunity to talk about this. And I would start off with saying that I came from a, and it's crazy that I keep on retelling this story and I try not to, um, and I, I teach people about like not um, being a victim to their past, right? And I, I was a victim to my past. I came from a family that was controlling to me. They were very authoritative and it was a traditional conservative Asian family. Mm -hmm. And, and they did that because they were very just protective. They, um, my mom had me in her forties. So she had so much anxiety. Uh, whereas my siblings were already adults when I became a little baby. And so everybody were my, were my parents. Mm -hmm. Right. Everybody had to take care of me and uh, everybody spoiled me and they didn't allow me to do my own thinking. Right. And my mom had so much anxiety. She was really scared of messing up. Um, and I mean, I wouldn't she would be scared of me being in the front yard, being in the backyard. She'd be like, where are you? You know, I'm in the basement. Where are you? <laughs> and um they had so much limiting beliefs because they came from their from Vietnam. Mm -hmm. And here I am being in this cultural like change, right? Of my identity to America and Vietnam and trying to figure myself out. And at a young age, I did not have the empowerment. They my my family were very critical on me. You know, my straight A's were never good enough because my friends were had straight A's, but they were more clever than I was. Like they were more outspoken. So my straight A's didn't mean anything. Right? <laughs> so you can all recognize that story of like, whatever you did was just not good enough. And it really just uh, impacted my self-esteem, my confidence. I didn't have a true identity. And I talk about this in my self-love uh, course that I didn't know what honesty was, being honest with myself. And as I'm telling you this, it, it's really emotional for me because when you're not empowered to think on your own uh, and everybody tells you what to do, it's like when somebody asks you, asks you a question, it's almost like you don't know how to say it. You don't know how to express it because you're scared that what you say would be wrong, mm -hmm. right? If it's wrong, they will reject you, you know? And it's all these uh, self-doubt and all these things. And what would save me is control, right? You know, at a young age, I, and I those, those were learned behaviors was control because I got it from my family. And so I took what I learned and passed it on to my intimate relationships, right? And it, 
well, of course it didn't work out. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm just like, how, how is it that I gave so much love? I cared, but it's still so much, uh, resistance. And I, along the way I learned there's so many moments and events that happened that helped me realize that I was not in true alignment of what I really want to be. And I really took more time in my 20s, especially my mid-20s and up, to reflect on my behavior. Mm -hmm. And I could remember when I was living with my housemates and I, I broke down, I look at the house and I was like, this looks horrible. This looks like a college kid's home, you know, nobody cares. And I just had this emotional breakdown. But after that breakdown, I had a breakthrough. And my breakthrough was that, so what if they didn't care? If I cared about it, I should take action. I should do something about it. I should make my kitchen more beautiful. Like I was, holding all this weight on everybody else to like figure my unhappiness out, you know, where I should have just taken responsibility of what I wanted. So I went out and bought some things and redecorated the common room. And that's when I realized, man, I have so much power yet I'm going around complaining and wishing that somebody else others would do something about it and these moments happen and I had a huge just breakthrough in my life where I realized that my career in fashion design was not my calling and I realized that it took a lot of struggle and suffering to get there because my body was in so much pain. It was experiencing stress, anxiety. Um, I had a, like a mental breakdown where I just went off crazy at work. And I, and that, that wasn't me. I was, you know, a shy, timid person. But deep inside, there was an anger that needed to be out, right? And my pains, turned into gut issues. So I, whatever I was eating, I was not able to keep inside. You know, I wasn't absorbing food very well. And so it manifested into, you know, physical problems, right? Emotional, mental, for some people, it turns into depression and all these things when really the issue was that you're not in alignment with what you're supposed to be doing for yourself. Like there's a journey for you to experience that you've been holding yourself back. And so your body's just screaming at you. It's like, get out of here, stop it. (laughs) Yep. Yeah, so that that was the moment where I was like, you know what, I need to get the hell out of here. And three realizations helped me, gave me that drive. I said, if I, did not take a huge leap. Three things could happen. I could die at a young age because I'm just so stressed. And I, I look at, ah, there's people who have strokes in their thirties, right? Mm-hmm. I could end up having diabetes because I'm like emotionally eating, snacking at three or 4 PM at work, you know? 
and chocolate candies, chips, or I could end up having cancer because my cells are so stressed out. <laughs> it's not having time to recover. So I was like, it can't get any worse than that. I need to just get out of here. <laughs> and that's when I went back to school to study nutrition, fitness, health and life coaching. Mm. And I was able to really create a holistic lifestyle. And I was like, you know what, this is the path. I've always loved guiding people. I love coaching people. I just love the aspect of teaching. But I recognize that I have so much I, I need to learn and break through. So that's why, you know, I invested in other coaches and programs and school so that I can catch myself and take care of myself first before I take care of others. Right. Yeah. I think that's why I find your story so powerful because you had a career, but you knew it wasn't right for you when you got out. I know how much courage that takes because that's a step I'm trying to work towards. I have experienced seeing similar physical symptoms as you. I get really bad heartburn. And it doesn't matter what kind of food I eat. Um, it doesn't matter, you know, if I fasted all day, it will come up and you'll come in, it will be like a week of where I cannot sleep. Wow. It's, so, it's not unlike other heartburn where it just feels hot. It is literally feels like acid is burning me from the inside out. That is a gut health issue. Yeah. I, it's funny how people say heartburn like, as though it involves the heart, but it's, it's all in your stomach and your digestive system. But that's the thing. I didn't know. So I would go to doctors and I'd be like, <laughs> I have really bad heartburn. They're like, okay, you have chronic heartburn. So they took me to a specialist. And then they were like, you don't have heartburn. This is stress related. This is all related to your anxieties. And that's yeah. when, I, and then they tried to give me Prozac. And I was like, I am not about to go on medication. Yeah, Let me figure out what's right. This was when I first came out of college and I was working in finance. And I was just so depressed because it was just not the job for me. Wow. And once I got out, I actually stopped experiencing it as often because it got to a point where I experienced so much I would go to the emergency room at night because no medication would help and oh. they and the nurses there know me I would go in they would just hand me the, the medicine that numbs your whole stomach they're like here you go here's your green drink and then I'll go home oh my God. so and I didn't experience that for a long time and then right when COVID hit is when I quit my previous job and I was starting a new job and because COVID just hit I had a month off where I got to be with my kids and I was homeschooling them because they weren't going to school because of COVID. Mm -hmm. And I spent so much time with them and then working on things that mattered to me that I really wanted to work on. Yes, yes. And that was the first time in my life where I was able to sleep through the night with no issues. I go to bed excited to wake up the next day and I wake up every morning just happy, right? And then I started working and heartburn hit the first week. My husband's like, you haven't been started and heartburn hit. Yeah, you got to join my program. Yes. <laughs> and I was like, I need to get out. Yeah. 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 And everything you're telling me is like basically what I experienced, right? And it is your body clearly telling you like it doesn't want to be back in that situation. 
Mm -hmm. Yep. And the mental challenges of growing up Asian. I always say growing up Asian is is (laughs) your own PTSD. All Asian Asian adults have PTSD from growing up Asian. Yeah. You know, I unfortunately had it. I had a very abusive stepdad. And interesting because he's never really that way in front of my mom. So I don't know how much my mom knew. Um, but my mom worked a lot, right? Because she worked really far. We lived in Marin County and she worked in Santa Clara. So she had very weird hours where she would go to work at 10 o'clock in the morning and come back around midnight so she can avoid traffic. And so I would spend a lot of time with my stepdad who was both physical, physically and emotionally um, abusive. And he would tell me all the time that no matter what you do, you'll never be good enough. And that stuck with me for so long because every time I fail, I would tell myself, well, I deserve it because guess what? I'm never going to be good enough. And, you know, it's only after meeting my husband that he slowly changed my mind that I am good enough. So now every single morning I wake up, I'm like, I'm good enough. I'm good enough. I can, I can do this. I can take on the day, you know? So all of this, you know, that's why I connected so much with your story. Cause I don't just want to talk to any mindset coach. I want to talk to somebody who understands my journey and where I've been through. And I feel like, you know, your story is so powerful because, you know, when I look at you and I'm like, I want to be you when I grow up, even though I'm pretty sure I'm probably older than you, but still I'm like, I want to be you because your story is that success story that I want. Thank you so much. That is incredible. And thank you for sharing your story with, this is what the listeners need to hear, right? Is that they're not alone, mm-hmm. right? The, the biggest fear, what everything goes back to, am I good enough? Right. Yes. And there, we just are that self doubt and uncertainty just prevents us from just being our badass, like greatest, highest self. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And I know Yvonne also experienced similar feelings. Uh, we talk about this very often. This is actually one of the reasons why we decided to start a podcast because yeah. we would talk about this stuff and then we would both cry on the phone. <laughs> and then we... I'd love to hear about your story. Like, um, I'd love to hear, you know, what, what did you connect with and what was your, your Asian struggle story? <laughs> yeah. Um, I, you know, it's funny because I had a very loving family and from the very beginning, I think that being the oldest, I was the oldest child. So I was the representation of my family. (laughs) Um, I was the supposed to be the poster child. Um, And my brother, he's a little bit younger. He's a year and a half younger. So he, he followed in my footsteps. Everyone was in the family said, Oh, look up to your sister. Look at your sister. She's doing this. Why can't you do this? So there was almost this mini sibling rivalry at the same time. You know, if my brother was doing something better, I, you know, we were trying to compete internally. We didn't know that of course, but it was very subconscious. Um, And it felt that if my brother was doing something better, I had to also do that same thing better, or we were always compared at at family Mm. gatherings. Oh, look at how beautiful your brother is. Like, oh, look how well he does, you know, different things, like whatever you can do, there's always that that comparison. (laughs) So I think that that just really stuck with me and everything I was doing, I like had to double check and make sure like, okay, like, well, what's this better than? Like, if it's not, and rather than, oh, this is my best and being satisfied and being okay, like, hey, this is the best that I could, I'm really happy. Like, this is my best. I did really well. Then thinking, oh, I only did well because 
I achieved it higher than this other person. I beat this one other company. So I think that for a long time, creating that internal standard and understanding what that standard is and being satisfied with that was um was unquestioned and (laughs) and just unfulfilled so i felt very unfulfilled and unsuccessful for a large part of my life yeah yeah i mean if you compare yourself to somebody else you're it's like self-sabotage right there it's like you're you're never going to you know be feel successful because it's like your your success is always going to be based on that person it's like comparing apples to oranges right and you're like yes exactly apples to oranges it's like why is it not working I feel like that's so such the Asian way right we were all raised being compared to someone else you know, everything, yeah. my weight to the way I look, to my grades, everything, you know, I don't have any siblings. So it's like, this person's child is way better than you. That yeah. person's daughter is way better than you. I'm like, I don't even know who that person is. Yeah. 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 It, exactly. It is fascinating. And that's why I am dedicating my work, my life into helping people breaking through themselves. Because at the end of the day, even though we we say, okay, this is the, the Asian issue, or my parents said this and that, at the end of the day, we have the power to really create the our our life, mm-hmm. our reality, our truths. And it's it's all within us. It's but we just don't recognize it. And there's so many things that needs to be unraveled, you know patterns that need to be broken in order for us to take full ownership of our choices and our life and then just realize wow we're like geniuses in our own way it's incredible it is um so i know you see a lot of clients you know and Sorry, let me start over because I'm still, I'm just thinking about everything you said. Um, <laughs> I know it feels like a coaching. It does. I'm like, I feel like I should be taking notes right now. I'm like, where, where's my pencil? <laughs> I know. Every time people talk to me, it's like a free coaching session. I can't help it. <laughs> but, but it is so needed right now because if you look at our society right now, so many people are unhappy. Suicide is at the highest rate, not just the United States. Yeah. A lot of people have great jobs, but we are unhappy. My husband interviews a lot of CEOs, a lot of people who have made it in their lives, but they're unhappy, right? Mm-hmm. They have all the money, but they're unhappy. Why yeah. is that? You know, so I know you see a lot of clients. So um, what are some of the biggest mental challenges you have come across in your line of work? So I'll go into a little bit about uh, who I, the type of people that I work with, okay? And then I'll definitely answer the, the mental challenges. So I work with entrepreneurs. I've also worked with executives and just really purpose-driven, high-achieving men and women, right? And they could be anywhere from their 30s to also late 50s. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, it's what I recognize is, and you talk about social media and us kind of being stuck in that world right now, is that people who are suffering through all this, it's because they 
they get into the mode of pleasing the outside world, trying to figure out, you know, how to work with their external circumstances as opposed to coming closer to themselves. And so what I do is I really awaken their intuitive body. Mm -hmm. And because once you get to learn more about yourself and you open yourself up, you recognize like there are certain decisions that are meant for you and it's not, it's not meant for anybody else. Right. And it helps you become more bold and achieve success in your own way, how you define success and achieve personal freedom. And an example of this recently, I just had a a major um, incredible session with a CEO and she's entrepreneurial. She's like, and, and young too. And she were, she started with me since the beginning of the year. And it started because I wanted to do a program for brides because they turn into like bridezillas, right? So they get stressed out. And so I put it out there on Asian Hustle Network, uh, a Facebook group. And she saw me, she saw my story and she's like, oh my God, I need your help because I'm about to get married next year, but I'm so stressed out. I'm so overwhelmed. And she got on a call with me and in 20 minutes, you know, I really got her to see what was going on and what was happening and her biggest issue. She was burnt out. Mm-hmm. She's working 80 hours a week on her, um, her business. And she just had no mental state to even think about her wedding. Like she didn't, you know, like there's no excitement. She was stressed out. She's like, I feel like I'm going to turn to Brightzilla. I'm going to like all these things. And then she invested in the coaching program with me. And even before the first session, she had her major breakthrough and she was able to like delegate, you know, and ask for help, which is what, you know, CEOs of your life and your body and your mind. And I remind people, you got, you're all CEOs of your life and your mind and your body. Like nobody owns that. You get to own it. And once she recognized that, she was like, I, I, I can delegate. That's what CEOs do, right? She just asked for help and it just, she released that burden and session after session, she just like, just flourished, right? And, but I remember that first session I had with her, I said, um, I, I saw what her schedule was like and, uh, and she's very strict on certain like rules and regulations that the work that she does is also connected to how um, the government wants things to be done. And then this is how she has to work at a certain time and and she has to record everything. And it just seems very constricting, very limiting. And mm-hmm. I said, are there any other ways? Let's, let's talk about other possibilities. And in that first session, she couldn't see other possibilities. She's like, honestly, there's just no other way around this. Like I'm like, she was stuck. And so that is the mental challenges is when you think that there's there only one way that can be done, which is untrue. Right. And it is, or also this is who I am. I cannot change it, which is also untrue. And the situation that she was in is that she wants to change things, but she felt that her, her work could not move around. There was no flexibility. 
And then after coaching with her after a few months, she was like, oh my God, like her creative mind just exploded. Like she was full of ideas. She's thriving in this pandemic. She's making, bringing in more money into her business. And she's just coming up with so many brilliant things to be able to serve her community and engage others. Like her, her life is freaking exciting. Like every week, you know, and it, she, we're so excited. Every time we're in a session, they, we're just like jumping for joy because, <laughs> and it's just so fun to see people have these personal breakthroughs and realize that anything and everything is possible. You just gotta open yourself up and allow yourself to be coachable. And then you just unravel a lot of things about yourself, right? And going to also um, your discussion about like successful CEOs who are like depressed and all these problems, right? And we see a lot of that because I work for a medical and wellness center. So, my position, Dr. Nishi Parikh, we, you know, we have these conversations all the time. A lot of patients come in and they're depressed, so they need medication, right? They have high anxiety, ADHD. And a lot of it is that like, what, what are you, what do you value in life? What's truly important? Like we don't ask those questions we stray away from ourselves and we start going for the path of like money as success without the, the per understanding the purpose of money. And this huge breakthrough that I had with um, one of the clients is that she was thinking, okay, I value one thing. She was like, success to me is if I make, you know, all this much money, all, all this money so that I can make decisions, you know, very easily. And then we really got down to the truth. The truth is she, she already makes a good amount of money. So that's mm -hmm. not really the issue because as I got to dig deep and I asked why, she's like, well, right now I'm, I'm trading time for money and I'm, I'm, or I'm tired because I feel like I don't have that, that freedom. And I'm like, so really, you don't, money is not the important thing. The, the, the issue right here is that you've been chasing this one thing that's taking you away from yourself, mm -hmm. which is your own personal freedom, that if you could have the job where things are, have systems and automated so that you have more ease and you, right? And you're not counting the time because it's like you, you spend less time on work and you know more time on experiencing joy. So that's more important. But it took some digging because people are just stuck on like this external thing, right? And, and we, we all need the money, right? We all want the money to be able to achieve things, but you, you don't wanna go chasing so far out that you lose yourself. And what I call that is abandon yourself. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I love you're the CEO of your life. Yes. If there's one thing anyone should remember from this podcast is you are the CEO of your life. That is so true and so powerful. I have two young daughters and I think about their education and everything that's been taught in school is 
teaching you how to make money. There isn't anything in school that teaches you how to love yourself or how to explore what you really truly love, right? Yeah. Everything's emphasis on math and English, um, especially being Asian. Mm-hmm. You know, my husband and I have made a very early decision when our first daughter was born. We decided that we wanted to focus on street smart over book smart. We mm-hmm. wanted them to really understand, explore different creative outlets to figure out what it is that they love to do and then really focus on that and not have to worry about being the best at math because I'm always like, you have a calculator. <laughs> you, you, there's a computer. Yeah, yeah <laughs> you know? exactly. So, um, you know, meanwhile, my cousin and her kids are in Shanghai and their schedules are literally from 6 a.m. in the morning till 10 p.m. at night. They're, they, they get up that early in the morning to, you know, work out, go to school. They live at school, so eat breakfast at school, go to school all day. Then after school curriculums and the weekends, they have math tutoring for three hours on weekends, swimming for three hours every single day. And they are like, my, my nephew is only six years old and he is so stressed at six years old. So, oh, you know, I no. just feel like, what are we teaching our children? No ma- no wonder we are this way. No wonder yeah. all we care about is what's our paycheck, because this is what's been ingrained in us and what's trained our entire life. When I was younger, I wanted to be an artist. And I remember my mom telling me, no, art doesn't make any money. Yeah. So do this. So I end up doing business, but I don't have the personality for business. Yeah. I am naturally introverted. I'm naturally shy. I want to do something creative with my hands. But every single day I'm sitting over here looking at numbers, trying to analyze numbers, and I want to shoot myself because this is not what I want to do. I really hope our education starts to change and really focus around exploring yourself because it really needs to start from a young age, you know, so that they don't have to do the work we are doing you know, yeah. I'm going to be 40 in two years. I consider 40 the middle of my life. And I don't want to spend the second half of my life feeling the same way I did the first half. Right. I'm making this change. But I want my kids to start out that way. I don't want them at 40 had to go, oh, this is not what I want to do with my life yes. and do it all over again. Yeah. Wow. So, you just, so many golden nuggets in what you just shared. Right. So if you don't mind me doing a little bit of coaching on what you just shared right there. Coach away. (laughs) (laughs) See, the part of you, there's a part of you, you have such incredible, it's like you're learning so much and you want your, your kids to experience the best. Now imagine every parents want that. That's why they're, that's why they're so controlling, right? That's Mm -hmm. why they're like, want to, and and you're, you're, what's fascinating about you is that you learn and you're like, okay, I'm going to try to like, change that experience so um and like so that they don't become this when they uh, get older that's like every parent's like dream goal it's like i i want to give my kids the very best so that they don't turn into something else right yep and so have grace and give yourself permission um to to make mistakes along the way and also permission to when, when their ki- when your kids turn out to be whatever it is and they experience whatever it is, is that these things are just meant to happen along their journey too, so that 
you don't get mad at yourself as a parent, you know, when you turn 50 years and be like, oh, I could have prevented this. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so that that is the part where you release your control too and give them the trust, which you're already teaching them. And I call that entrepreneurial thinking. And that is what is so important to me to teach adults and um but for me, when I have kids, I want them to be young little entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. right? Because I, I'm huge on learning, but I'm not big on school. Mm-hmm. Me right? too. So what that means is that they might get homeschooling or maybe they go to a public school, but in college, like, I don't care if they go to college or not but I do care that they spend their time exploring and, and learning and just figuring out their genius. Um, because not everybody's meant to go to college and experience that experience that we've been, uh, we've been believed to, right? Been yeah. taught to believe that, oh, you, you have to go to uh, UC Berkeley or Harvard or Stanford and all that just in, in just propagates the this feeling of I'm not good enough if I don't get to enter a college where we could train our youth at a young age that like wow you could create anything you own your body you own your mind and your and your life Mm -hmm. and you could create anything at an age of six and you know at that age when they have that freedom oh my god they're they'll be just powerful and unstoppable I hope so. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I love it that you are already starting them with entrepreneurial thinking. I am. I am. It's very important to me that my kids grow up confident and knowing who they are. That's the most important thing. I think if I can raise two human beings who can recognize and be true to themselves, even if I don't agree with the choice that they, they make, as long as it's true to themselves and it's not hurting anyone, you know, I'll be proud because I know that this is this is them. I I am not them. I can't project my dreams onto them. Their own their own individuals. Yeah. Absolutely. I love that you're taking ownership of that. Right. We in in adults that I experienced growing up was just like they project their own insecurities, their own fears, the things that they could not accomplish. Mm-hmm. They put it on us and say, you're not going to be able to accomplish it. Right. Yeah. And then what do we do? We start telling others they can't accomplish it. So <laughs> we repeat that mm-hmm. generational trauma. And if you can recognize it right now, you could really make some huge changes in in your community everybody yeah. around you. breaking that trauma it's important <laughs> yes. um so i mean you are obviously i mean you are very confident i i see your facebook post all the time you're working out you're doing axe throwing <laughs> <laughs> all these fun stuff and in everything i can see your confidence coming out of the screen right but do you still go through days where your confidence dips or you revert back to your old self? And if you do, how do you handle that? And if you don't, how did you get to a point where you don't reverse back? Constantly 
I would say the num number one thing for me is continuing to invest in coaching. That's the, the biggest investment that you could have in, for yourself, right? So I get coaching on relationship, on mindset, on business and strategy and any area of my life because I don't know what I don't know, right? And the more that I get to understand my, my own subconscious mind and pattern, the more that I'm able to break free from the limiting beliefs and I can also coach others better. So that's number one. Number two is, yes, like you can end up like wanting to go back to those patterns, but that's because you've got to set up ways for you to, to win, right? Set yourself up to win, which is like, or you can call it secure your spot in winning, mm -hmm. okay? And that, that's being proactive. Having a proactive lifestyle means that like for me i have a journal and i was going to recommend this this is it's called self journal by bestself.co right? okay and they have this amazing journal and i it's um it's a planner slash journal but it's very it's self-reflective and so i do it every day i it's a way for me to look, look at my morning i write it down and then at night so it allows me to celebrate my success in my my learnings and it, that to me is part of living a proactive lifestyle where you become more intentional and you know as a journal like the past few weeks and you know my background is also in fitness but then i find that i and, and nutrition i find that like man i'm like eating a lot Right. And so it's this, this pattern of like, why do I keep on like wanting to eat, even though I'm not hungry <laughs> and it could mean a lot. Like it could be that you, you have this pattern of, of having that comfort around you, right. Comfort of being around friends, like with my husband, that's a way where we experience like home for us is having food but at the same time it's like can we create that experience doing something else and ask yourself like well why am i doing this and start listening to your body and some sometimes it's emotional or stress eating right and so you you have to ask why what am i going to do about it is the next step is is taking action on you know your situation like for me, I feel nervous every time I try something new. I create a new program, I'm gonna be nervous about it. I'm like, oh, you know, all these thoughts running in my mind and I'm still, I, I work on it, right? And, and I get better and better. And so you've got to give yourself grace, right? And, and permission, but at the same time, get help. Create systems, delegate, um, start thinking okay how can i make this a better experience next time and so it's it's one when you're living an intentional lifestyle it is every day you are making conscious choices and this is what i coach my clients is like you choose you get to choose again and you get to choose again and again and again you choose okay and so when you don't choose or you pause, you're undecided. That means that you 
are already deciding, you're deciding not to move forward, right? And so being indecisive is just it's a horrible feeling, <laughs> right? It, 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 it creates so much anxiety um, that you don't have closure, mm -hmm. right? And it is disempowering. So you have to make choice. Is your choice a yes or a no to something? Right? And once you can boldly say no to something that you don't want, you know, you gain more respect for yourself. Right? When you can boldly create the boundaries and be like, you know what? No, I don't want this. I don't want to do this. I don't want to attend to this. Uh, my body needs rest or whatever it is that is the truth within you when you can boldly say no or yes to it your subconscious mind starts turning around and start believing in you and start respecting you so i hope that answers the question there's so many things to say <laughs> no that does that does answer that question and journaling is a great idea. Um, I started a gratitude journal this year. Um, and I really noticed from looking at my gratitude journal when I'm reversing back, mm -hmm. right? Because you can see the days when I'm positive, what I write is very intentional. Mm. On the days where I'm not feeling well, I'm just putting too few words, just get it done, right? I'm doing it, but I'm not doing it intentionally. And then there are periods where I stop writing. And those are days where I'm completely just falling off. And this is actually, I told you before we started recording, I just started working out this week. I took two weeks off. And those two weeks, I did not write anything in my journal. I did not work out. I was just kind of floating around, stressed out. Mm -hmm. And I was so exhausted. I just could not do anything else. Yeah. You know? And when I'm doing things, you know, when I'm doing things for my blog or for my YouTube channel, I'm going through the process and the motions. I'm not investing in it. And when I see the, the result afterwards, of course, I'm not proud of it because I'm not investing. I'm just getting it done. Yeah. So I am now intentionally bringing myself back. Um, you know, I start working out again this on Monday. I start writing in my journal again, and I'm trying to be consistent. But I need to remember to allow myself grace, as you said, because I'm really bad about that. The minute I reverse back, I beat myself nonstop, right? I'm just so mean to myself and I would never be this way to anyone else, but to myself, I'm just nasty, I'm evil. And I stop because I feel discouraged. And then I have to really then work extra hard to pull myself out of that situation again. So allowing yourself grace is what I need to remember because you know, I have to forgive myself and not allow myself to be myself to the point where it's so much harder to get back because I do have a history of depression. Mm. You know, so I cannot get myself back into that stage. And that's the fear where I'm always working on is I cannot dip past this line. And, and because of that, I'm so hard on myself. 
And mm-hmm. I need to allow myself more room to say, just because I reverse back on one day does not mean I'm going to hit rock bottom and be in depression yeah. again. And beating myself up is only going to be worse. Right. And, but right. somehow my brain's not working that way. My brain's exactly. the minute you reverse back, what is wrong with you? You're not good enough. Remember, I told you, um, your stepdad told you, you're never going to be good enough. And, you know, and that's what's in my mind for two weeks. And I've had to kind of really work myself back up here. I hear you. And it is, you've been stuck with that paradigm, that, that story, and you haven't created new, new truths for yourself. Yeah. Okay. Because once you start creating some real truths, things that you believe in about yourself, you, you're going to stop sabotaging yourself. Okay. And right now you're still in that mold of bullying yourself, right? It is, you know, when we talk about um, being being victims of and also insecurity, right? You can you can you see people who are bullies, right? Growing up, I've noticed a few people who I felt like, okay, they're totally bullies. But then when you dig deep, you realize that they're very insecure, mm-hmm. right? But then you also can be a bully to yourself. And I recognized that I was one like that. I didn't want to bully others, but I bullied myself where I would have, I would make sarcastic comments about myself, right? Mm-hmm. And then I was like, that didn't feel so good or maybe you're you're trying to make things funny for others but others can pick it up because your energy was not you know of of silly and goofy and joyful it was like you're putting yourself down mm-hmm. right and so th- that's why it's very important to really secure your your spot and be proactive and when you when you miss those days, just get back to it and do it again. And because you, you have your whole life, right? And every day, it, I would say make a commitment to yourself, right? We are very stuck on our commitment with our work. We'll wake up and we're like, okay, I have, I have to go to work. I have to do this, right? But really the biggest commitment should be yourself first mm-hmm. yep. so when you right when you commit to that everything just falls into place yep i have asked myself before how come i can get up and go to work every day but i can't get up and go work out every day when something that my body needs that my mind needs mm-hmm. but i will deprioritize that and put work yeah. first you know that's why now i work before I work out in the morning before I work because I want to prioritize myself. Yeah, we have been trained our whole life to really put more love and attention into institutions, organizations, to others, into the community, into the tribe. Mm-hmm. And when we stray away from that, there's a fear of rejection, a fear of judgment. Right. And um, that's why we just continue to abandon ourselves. Yep. Right. Yep. Going back to the self, it came up with this really powerful quote 
and I thought, wow, this is this is like the the thing that we all have to keep with us is that the most powerful being that you could ever have the privilege of getting to know is yourself. Okay. Wow. Yeah. And I, I brought that in the first week of my self program and it really shifted a lot of minds and from there it gave them more clarity and they're like, I'm going to make my decisions for myself and fuck that like I don't I don't owe it to anybody else to explain it <laughs> and yep. there are some huge breakthroughs within 48 hours of that first week you know of, of where whereas you know coaches or people were they were living in fogginess and uncertainty and no clarity for, for months and it is that we have so much power and we don't know we don't know that and when you recognize that it is a privilege to get to know yourself deeper and deeper uh then it's like wow it really changes things um and just to kind of iterate on that um i've been working on my therapist in terms of why why do i bully myself really understanding because now that we've recognized and are aware that I do do that. Why do I do it? And when we look down deep into understanding where that habit came from, like every time I did bad on a test, every time I didn't, you know, I didn't look a certain way or something bad happened, I would always personalize it and attribute to like, what could I have done differently? What could I have done better? Because the only thing I was always told, the only thing you can change is yourself. Like, even if it wasn't your fault, somehow I make it my fault. (laughs) And being able and because of that then I would victimize or punish myself and then in my mind I would change the situation into something better so that would be my positive reinformation on punishing myself equals a good positive outcome and that when we started unlocking that and understanding like that's a bad habit and it's not true I was literally telling myself lies to try to make a better situ a, to make a better situation out of something that I didn't need I didn't need to change or just had to accept mm-hmm. but I can't change that situation I can't change that past and I thought that that was really powerful um, and I also read a, a good Instagram tip about how to prevent bullying yourself is that you should name a plant after yourself and then you should feed affirmations to this plant and it would subconsciously feed into your brain. I thought that was a really good because yes, how many times have I been like, oh, like, you know, you you give good you give good feedback to colleague, to your friends, yeah. um, or to inanimate <laughs> objects. You're like, oh thank you. Thank you, GPS. <laughs> like just different things. And, right. and how few do we actually yes. say those things and to ourselves? That's the reason why I celebrate success and I also celebrate failures. Okay. And I call it freedom to fail as part of the program is that you should choose to have the freedom to fail because if you, if you look down on the failure, you're already like who creating so much anxiety and self doubt. Right. And then you're already just in that like spiral. So, you know, with my, my students, it is like we get together and we celebrate our wins of the things that they have made major breakthroughs. 
But then we also talk about those failures so that it is not seen as a bad thing. It's like, yes, what did you learn from that? Give it to me. Like, I want to hear this. <laughs> yes. And, and that's why you call your friends, right? <laughs> to, to be able to be able to get really real and vulnerable and be able to talk to someone about why, like, why, like, why this and why, why did this happen? Um, and to be able to pick you guys mm -hmm. up and learn from your tribe um, and create that community. And I feel, I feel like we've been so lucky to be able to create a community where people can speak and can share so that these lessons yes. don't have to stay silent. Absolutely. And, it, and is your community also on Facebook as well? Yeah. Yes. Awesome. Can anybody join or is it a private group? And so um, they would need to, they would need to sign up with you. They can, they can join and I can definitely send the link. Right. And then mm. you can, you know, invite people to join as well. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Yeah. We'll, we'll definitely add that in because I think that it would be an amazing thing to have to the community, just incorporating all these voices and joining up more Facebook groups. I feel like now I'm a part of a lot of Facebook groups. I didn't think it was a very big thing until 2020. <laughs> it is a <laughs> thing now. Groups. Now it's like too many. Everybody owns a Facebook group. <laughs> this is why we haven't started ours yet. <laughs> but I can personally testify. Um, I took one of um, I's courses. It was exactly what I needed at the time. Before we start recording, I was telling I, I took her course and put my mindset in the right place because right after that, my uh, father-in-law passed away. It was very strange for me because it was his father's. So I wanted him to express himself, but I didn't, I wasn't as close to my father-in-law, but I did love him. So I didn't really know how to express as well. And I think it did bring me down a lot. Um, but because I had taken I class right before I was in such a positive mindset, mm -hmm. it didn't take me down all the way, mm -hmm. you know, and that just showed me how powerful it is to continue to, to seek out coaching. Like you said, I, yeah. um, to really tackle all of these mental challenges block that you may have. Yeah. Um, one of the, my most recent discoveries is consciously, I know what I should be telling myself. I know what I should be doing. You know, I've read a lot. I listen a lot, study a lot. I know all of these things and I can tell you all of these things, but subconsciously is where I'm not following these things. And I'm not always aware that subconsciously I'm not following these things. Mm -hmm. And Yvonne, you weren't here for this conversation. This is again, before we started recording, um, I was telling I, and I think you knew like over the weekend, I did some alternative therapy, which I will talk about in our future episodes where um, in the second session when I did, I heard my control voice because so in my previous sessions, I had learned that I had a control issue that I actually never was aware that I had a control issue. Yeah. But through this therapy, I, I started becoming aware and I've been working on that. But no matter what I do, there's always this voice that's challenging every step. And when I was coming out of this um, second session, I was coming out feeling so grateful and so happy and so warm. And I was smiling. And the minute my body came back to my, uh, my conscious came back to my body and I realized I was smiling this voice so I can feel physically feel how deep it is in my body that came out and said no you should not be smiling like it was giving me permission yeah. 
to when I should be smiling and when I should not be smiling,、mm-hmm. and immediately recognize that's my control voice. And this is where I think I I will reach out to you for additional coaching because it's that subconscious. Part that I need help, right? Because I cannot tackle that by myself.、Mm-hmm. I need someone to guide me to help me go through the sub subconscious part. Yeah, and that's why I think coaching is so powerful because we don't always realize what we need, and we need someone to to guide us through, especially someone who's been through being in your shoes and、mm-hmm. been through similar challenges to to guide you over that hurdle that you cannot get through your yourself. Yeah. Yeah, I I'm a big believer in in getting guidance, getting coaching, getting therapy, you know, anything than trying to figure it out on your own.、Mm-hmm. I mean, that is just your ego just pulling you down and preventing you from achieving your greatest life, right there. Yep. Yep. And speaking of just giving advices,、um, I do have some friends that reach out to me asking for advice on how can they turn their life around, or you know, they look at me, they say, "Hey, you changed so much. How can I do something similar? How can I change myself?" I'll give them some advice here and there, but I feel like every single year they come back with the same questions. You know, when I ask, "Did you do what I suggested?" The answer is always like, "No, I didn't do it." But you know. It's just not me, or I'm not you, or I this this happened to me, and I'm just a victim. They don't want to take control, and even when I tell them you control your life, they're still like, no, it's the circumstances. They come to you. What would you tell them? Well, if they come to me, then that means they they want change.、Mm-hmm. They're curious about changing, right?、Um, But you know, in your previous question, you you would you had asked, you know, what would your advice be for someone who obviously needs to change but is completely resent resistant to it? And that、yeah. that's two different things. A person who resistant to it, like you, you really can't help because it's like they're just gripping onto this concept, right?、Mm-hmm. Um, but so many people are stuck in this.、Uh, Idea of I'm just a victim、uh, in this, or like you said, it's just my、uh, fate, right?、Mm-hmm. And my response to that is, unfortunately and fortunately, that's not actually their fate. <laughs> that is a fate that they picked unknowingly from generations down. You know, a combination of their parents' fate, <laughs> right? That's probably much closer to their mom's fate <laughs> than it is their true fate, and so you know that means that they have so much room to grow, and that they can be you know in a journey where they can truly move closer to their path in life, which is their true fate,、mm-hmm. right? And when they're living in A world of a reality of like non-decision, then that is a decision. It's a decision to really abandon yourself, your true self, your genuine, your authentic self. Okay, and that's where suffering comes. Okay, suffering comes from making decisions that don't align with your highest self. And it's never too late to align yourself. I have a, a client who, from that self-love 
program invested in me and she's in her late fifties. But what I had taught in there, she just was so connected to, she's like, oh my God, like she had issues with her mom and you know, you're in your late fifties and you're still holding on to that because it's, it's so deep within you. But she was like, I'm, I'm ready to let go of this. Right. And I'm in, that's the beauty of it is when somebody is ready, I can help them through. Right. When somebody wants it, I can help them like, whoo, just like take that big leap, but they mm-hmm. have to really want to do the work. Yeah. Okay. And so I'm always looking for somebody who's like, they want to do the work because I recognize now as I do this, uh, with more more years of experience and more wisdom is that the ones who don't want to put in the work who don't want to take the risks are just hard to transform because you and then i end up getting more exhausted you know like i don't want to convince anybody like i should not care more about you than you right and so it is in their responsibility to really, you know, be committed to themselves. And in that commitment, they can change their life around, they can change their business, they can change their relationships, and they can change their health around, their wellness. Like I work with people in so many different areas of their life because they're all connected. Mm-hmm. It is all connected and it is connected to the beliefs that you, say about yourself and what you can and cannot have and then the beliefs about the the external circumstances which is not true it's not true those circumstances should not have a hold on on you and your decisions Mm -hmm. right it may make it a little bit harder but you can overcome it and being the ceo of your life, body, and mind, you get to be creative, you get to be resourceful. And when you tap into that, oh man, you can create so many incredible things for yourself, including abundance and wealth. Yes. Yeah. Yep. And I want to emphasize just what you said, you have to do the work that a lot of time I feel like people think this is easy, but I would say it's probably the hardest work you will do. It's the most important work you'll do for yourself, but it's probably also the hardest work you'll do for yourself. And it is work. I feel like sometimes when people approach you for advice, they're looking for an easy answer, but there is no easy answer. Unfortunately, when it comes to being a better version of you or truly discovering who you are, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of looking at something in the mirror and realizing I need to change this behavior. I need to change that behavior, identifying that it's a lot of work. Yeah. But you know, what's fascinating is that you're always working. True. Yeah, very true. I mean, you, you go to Facebook and you put in the work and yeah. you know, and you, I, I can't compare myself to you. I, I don't do the work that you do, but then I, if I look at what you do, I mean, man, that's a lot of work. Like she puts in a lot of effort, but the thing is people will, will give their all to that work as opposed to themselves. Yes. That that is, 
is the huge issue in it and you were always needing to really look into that and I had a huge major breakthrough about being a workhorse this year and I talked about that in my program was that I was like and it is stuck within it's so deep within the subconscious mind right and it is about that my whole life I've been a workhorse and the reason why is because there's many things to prove that I'm good enough, okay, that I have to be significant and important to who? To the people who didn't believe in me, which are who? My family and my parents, right? So, but it's so deep and you just think, oh, I, I work a lot because I care about my work because, you know, I, I care about Facebook or I care about my business. But do you not care about your relationships? Do you not care about your body? You not care about your health and not getting a stroke in a few years, yeah. right? And so we have to really dive deep. Like, you know, it's, and it's funny that I, I would have these Facebook Live talks where I would say, you know, you have successful leaders, women and men who are workaholics and they're workaholics because they in that area they play the martyr they are like i got this guys it makes them feel powerful it makes them feel significant and important but then they would drop everything else around them right so that's why they experience depression anxiety because their their relationship is not good you know their spouse is not getting the attention, all these things. And then I didn't recognize that I was also in that same situation, but I, I, I couldn't see it, right? Mm -hmm. And my, my husband would, kept on saying like, why, why do you, you know, keep on making, um, like justifying yourself on working on weekends or you know like your mind is all over the place and i'm like i'm just i'm just trying to run this business i'm just trying to grow it and he's like figure it out within those days like why do you have to let it go into every day into your whole life and you know like it, it's crazy and he would have to fight for our relationship it had to fight for my presence it's like i'm, I'm cheating on him you know what i mean <laughs> But you're not even having fun. <laughs> I'm not even having fun. That's a good point. <laughs> like, you know, the, the fun isn't coaching my clients. It's like, it's my passion. But it is, it takes away from me experiencing fun with my husband. Yeah. And, you know, I just, I had to have, it was a huge breakdown for me, but I had a major breakthrough from it. And I had to learn to continually, like, unravel this and just work on it because it's it's a pattern that i've held on my whole life right and, mm -hmm. and now recognizing it is a big deal and then getting help for it getting the coaching and then uh, you know re respecting myself being committed to myself not abandoning myself you know <laughs> doing the work putting in the work <laughs> That's really powerful because you, you truly like walk the walk and talk the talk. That is, that is really powerful. <laughs> you definitely mentioned coaching and redoing the coaching 
and just re-emphasizing that, which I definitely believe in as well. Um, I, I feel like my like all my past coaches, I'll, the first question I've always asked them is like, okay, what's the plan? How do I know when I succeed? Like, what, where's my hundred? Where's the test? Um, and all of them at the very beginning, it's like, there, there is no end to this journey. You're going to constantly be in the journey, whether it's with me individually, or it's with yourself, or it's with another person. This is just constantly something you're going to work at, just like with my therapist. You don't end therapy because you've graduated. That doesn't work. It doesn't work like that. Life doesn't work like that. Um, and I thought that that was really powerful um, that you've also emphasized that as well. And, um, and and I feel that a lot of my friends, whenever we do talk about different ways to level up or get better, you, there's um, the very easy thing to do is give them a checklist. Oh, have you have you done this? Have you tried that? Um, but even though if you go through all the checklists, it's never you're never done with a checklist. And, and not every checklist like works for everyone. So your checklist could look different from someone else's. And I, I think that's just always really powerful reminder that everyone's journey is different and it's okay. Like everyone's success is also gonna look different um, as well. Um, and, and the last piece would be um, in collaboration with Facebook um, in this world where social media is just part of your business, but it's also stimulating. How do you balance both social media and your business to have a healthy lifestyle? Yeah, so this relates back to when I realized that I was overworking myself in my mind, right? And I was like, you know what? Um, I need to really back off. And I had this realization where I was like, I've for a while now, I wanted to create a lifestyle where I don't work on Fridays. And of course, I would need to respect my Saturdays and my Sundays. And having that huge breakdown and breakthrough made me realize like nobody's stopping me. Like I run my life. Therefore, I, I get to create that Friday that is my weekend. And it was just a huge shift for me to like all of a sudden give myself permission to have Fridays like a badass, like, you know? And, um, and so I put my focus on just Mondays through Thursdays and um, being more in, in touch with social media and everything. And then less of that on Fridays through Sundays and just really teaching myself to be more, more present uh, with my world, my life, and then my husband. Right. And we, I think the, the breaks with social media would be, I, I just really try to stay away from too much of the news because it really, it, it pulls you in, right. And you get really attached to it and you get really emotional to it. And rather I just spend the time um, reading books, you know, I'm, I'm always learning. So I make the conscious time to like read books or study the different programs that I'm in. And like, I'll spend time with my husband. We're like watching movies. Like I'm not the type who will uh, go into Netflix, but if my husband's watching it, then I'll join along with him, right? Because I prefer like my, my reading. And so I, I'm, I'm actually, I wanted to recommend a few books Yes, please do. Yes, please do. And you might be familiar with some of this already. Uh, the first one is called The Five Love Languages by Gary Chapman. Yes, I love that book. My husband and I both read it 
doing our marriage counseling. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's really good. Yeah, I I was introduced to it. I think somebody, my, a friend. And then I, I showed that to Dave when we first dated and he liked it and he started like passing it on to his friends, which is like pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> a second one is called Why Men Love Bitches by Sherry Argoff. Okay. It is a, a pretty powerful book and it, it's, it's for the women who have been, I would say pretty like, um, timid or been doormats in their in the relationship and wondering like why am i not in the relationship that i want that i deserve right getting into ones that just like doesn't work or men just like entering their life who are just like the wrong quality mm -hmm. right so it's a it's a really cool and very fun book to read Another recommendation is called Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself by Dr. Joe Dispenza. Okay. Oh, great. I just listened to one of his podcasts. Yeah. I think he did one with uh, Jay Sheedy and I really loved his podcast, that episode. Yeah, yeah. He's, he, he's good with that. It's just really stepping into that version of yourself that you envision, right? And you start yes. taking the, the action of what your highest self would want for you. Right. Yep. And that, that is about proactive living right there. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I would recommend attending summit seminars, like, you know, Tony Robbins, Brendan Burchard, things like that. It's just a great way to start connecting yourself with other people who uh, are just good energy. Right. And expanding your, your mind expanding abundance and redefining what success is for you yes thank you for those recommendations we're definitely always looking for new book recommendations <laughs> <laughs> yeah and i'm definitely going to be reading breaking the habit of being yourself i hadn't heard that author yeah. yet so um i'm really excited to i'm really excited to dive in <laughs> um you know, I, I can talk to you all day and I would love to get free coaching from you all day, <laughs> but we are way over time. So I want to be conscious of your schedule too. Um, so before we end our podcast, we always like to end with a quote. It could be an original quote or one of your favorite quotes from someone else. Do you have a quote that you would like to share with us? I do. And when you asked me about that before, I was like, man, I don't have just one. I have like three. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was going to say, I feel like you already gave us a bunch of great quotes. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll, I'll share them again. So this one I haven't mentioned before. And I recently talked about it in my Facebook Live. And my, my Facebook profile is where I really do a lot of teaching and coaching. Like I just share everything, all my learnings. And I talked about this because I kept on saying my whole life that like, oh, I don't like cardio and I, you know, so I, I can't run long distance. And so it was a lot of can't, right? And then it just recently, I got inspired by a friend and then he was like, you can do it. Just, just take it easy. Just go for it. And then Sunday I did four miles and then yesterday I did six miles, wow. right? Wow. It was crazy. I was, I never thought that that I could ever say four miles or six miles. I didn't think I could say more than one. Right. 
And that's when I discovered that I had been lying to myself. So the biggest lie that you can tell yourself is I can't because it's not true, right? What's more true would be you say you won't, you aren't willing, that you're scared, that you don't want to, but it's not, it's not because you can't, okay? Yes. Yeah. And uh, the second one is just the re reminder of the most powerful being that you could ever have the privilege of getting to know is yourself. I love that one. Yeah. I love that one. Thank you. And the third one, when it comes to decision-making, right, this is going to be really helpful. And I coach all my clients on this and it's really helped them come closer to themselves in the, their, the path is when in doubt, on what to do next, ask yourself, okay, would your highest self be proud of this decision? Okay. Would my highest self be proud of this, this decision? When you're stuck in whatever it is, like you're, you're about to go on Facebook live to talk about something, but you're nervous and ask yourself that question. And then your highest self would be like, yeah, you're about to tell people this really important message. Yes, you should go on Facebook Live. <laughs> Having yeah. your own cheerleader. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. She is your cheerleader, right? And so that is what's going to help you decide like on what to invest in. Like when you go into this program and your, your highest self said, yes, you should totally make this investment on yourself or make this big jump on your, you know, career or whatever it is. Like that's you respecting and trusting yourself and not abandoning yourself. Okay. So yeah. Yes. Love that. Three quotes. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. These are amazing. Thank you so much. I, for your time, we really, really appreciate it. And this has been so fun and so eye opening. And I feel like I just got a wonderful <laughs> coaching session. <laughs> I hope our audience feel the same. Um, and can you tell our audience where to find you? Uh, they can go online. Uh, I have a website called discoveruni.com. Okay. So that's the word discover, the word you, the word and, that's A-N-D. And then I, my first name, A-I.com. Right. They can also find me on my Facebook pro profile. So I win. That's where I'm very active. Mm -hmm. Or they can just, they can email me. So I at discoveryouandi.com. Great. And we will link all of that in our show notes. So it's easier for our audience to find you. Mm -hmm. So thank you so much for coming on. We'll keep in touch. Um, I'll definitely message you. I need some coaching. So. <laughs> So look out for a message from me and I hope uh, more people reach out to you because you really, you are so wonderful. You're so positive and you really, like Yvonne said, you really talk the talk and you, and you, and you live the life. You're, you're, you're an example of what you can become if you actually put the work into yourself. Yes. Thank you so much. It is just an honor to be here and you ladies are just fabulous. So let's definitely connect outside of this too. Yes, this is absolutely. such a fun experience for me. Thank you. Okay. Yes, we will. Thank you so much. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. We feel so invigorated after that discussion and can't wait to start coaching with I. 
If you're interested, please check out our show notes for how to gain contact with Ai and her classes. If you have feedback for us, please reach out to us on Instagram at lostandrefound. That is lost dot and dot refound, or email us at lostandrefoundpodcast at gmail dot com. Bye for now. 